What's going on, year 2011? Matt Cohen here from the future. Oh, shit, you didn't expect that, did you? Why would you? You live in a time where time travel isn't uh, readily available yet, nor is inter-time dimensional communication, which is what's going on right now. They call it inter-time dimensional communication. You may think I, I'm not saying that right, but that's what they call it in the future. How would you know you live in the past? And I look, 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 we got off to a bad start. Why am I, hey, why is Matt Cohen talking to me from the future before I listen to a podcast in the present, which he's on also, and why, how does he sound the same? A, uh, this shit don't crack, you know what I mean? And B, I'm talking to you from the future because I'm your friend. I want to help you out. I've been your friend throughout the last foreseeable years. I know this because I'm in the future, and I know what happens. Uh, don't even ask me about television because I don't want to give out spoiler alerts, all right? And speaking of spoiler alerts, I don't want to tell you what happens with the world, but let me clue you in on something. All that money you guys are worried about, you know, oh no, Obamanomics and, and high income tax for the rich, and what, oh, what's going to happen with the stock exchange? None of it matters, because here's what happens. In about 20 years or so, and again, I don't want to spoil the exact date, because I want to keep it fun for you guys. Money goes out the window. Psh! It means nothing. We don't need it anymore. The gold it was based on gets melted down and turned into grills, and everyone wears grills now. But that that doesn't matter because everyone wears them in the world, so it's kind of devalued. I'll tell you what becomes our new system of bartering and economy in, in, in the bright, beautiful future. Comic books and comic book swag. And here's what I would do if I were you. If I had a time machine. See, I don't have a time machine. I just have... The ability to talk to people in the past through the means of uh, podcasting. But if I did have a time machine, I would go back to, I don't know, the year 2011, and I would head down to Golden Apple Comics. That's right, Golden Apple Comics, serving Hollywood for over 25 years, and the Hollywood area, of course. And you could find them online at goldenapplecomics.com on the internet, which which still existed, I believe, in 2011. I, again, no spoiler alerts, but enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, go to goldenapple.com and just hoard yourself on comic books and, and comic book merchandise. They got t-shirts. They got action figures. They got rare signed stuff. They have crazy events where you can meet the creators, get stuff signed, and then hoard it. Because in about, oh, I don't know. 30 to 40 or so years again no spoiler alerts you're gonna want those comic books because then you're gonna use them to trade for food for your family so they don't die of dysentery which is rampaging all over uh the western hemisphere dysentery is like oh so annoying at this point with the dysentery i wish i had more comic books so i could buy goods and medicine if only in the year 2011 i'd gone to golden apple comics and stocked me up i would have been set so folks Take a tip from the future, head to Golden Apple Comics, get some comic books, get some t-shirts, get some, some mini busts, because all of those things in the future is what the world thrives on, and you're going to be in the future, huh? Exactly. That's a message from me, Sergeant at Arms, Matt Cohen. That's another whole story, but goldenapplecomics.com. Check them out. Save your future. Like bags and boards because I'm a fucking dork. I like bags and boards because I'm a fucking dork. I like bags and boards because I'm a fucking dork. I like bags and boards because I'm a fucking dork. I like bags and boards because I'm a fucking dork. I like bags and boards because I'
bags and boards because I'm a fucking dog. My comic book collection gives me an erection. What? And what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am Matt Cohen, and welcome to a very special bagged and boarded. I like to say very special because it makes you think that you're listening to something of quality, even if it's not. So there you go on that. Uh, how is everyone doing today? It is the beginning of summer, one of my favorite times of the year, as I'm sure it's one of yours, right after Diwali, which I'm a big fan of, and the anniversary of when Santana and Rob Thomas uh, first decided to do that slide song, or smooth, whatever, I I, I love the song so much, I, mean, I have different alternate titles for it, I just call it The Song, because there's really only one song, and it's that one, uh, so I like to celebrate that, but no, I also like to celebrate the beginning of summer. And like other people in the, uh, entertainment industry, because let's face it, folks, I, I entertain the industry. Uh, what industry, uh, mostly sex workers, uh, but not like, not like I have sex with them, like I do puppet shows for, you guys know Punch and Judy? It's a British thing. It's this guy who like beats a baby and stuff. It's a puppet. It's, a, it's a child abusing puppet. I like to do that for, for, uh, prostitutes and, you know, cover girls, that sort of thing. Just give them some hope, give them some joy. So yeah, I, I am in the entertainment industry, and uh, this is the time of year where the entertainment industry takes a little bit of a uh, siesta. You know what I mean? It, it's summer. It's it's sunny out. It's beautiful down here in California, and uh, people people take vacations. And um, because I don't want to buck a trend, I uh, I'm, I'm 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 calling it quits right now, man. Fuck that. I'm not even here right now. I'm on a beach somewhere sipping uh cocktails which i don't drink but i'm i'm gonna beat so i'm making an exception i'm sipping cocktails out of coconuts and like the waiter's like where'd you get that coconut i'm like i brought my own he's like you know we have glasses here and i'm like shut up man i want it to be authentic and he's like sir that coconut looks like it's gone off and i'm like dude let me drink out of this coconut charles and he's like my name isn't charles and you keep calling me that mr cohen and i'm like well listen man i'm on my vacation and i can call you whatever i fucking want and drink out of whatever kind of coconut i want in whatever condition i want all right and he's like okay why are we having this conversation i don't exist and i'm like i know charles you're all in my head right now you're you're just a figment of my imagination that doesn't mean we can't have a an insightful and deep conversation jeez charles how did you get this job You know, you can't, you're not good with dealing with people. That's all I gotta say. So yeah, I'm on a beach. Uh, I don't care about this podcast. So in the great tradition of not caring about things, uh, I'm gonna give you a bit, a bit of a clip show, guys. No, I, I do care about it. And I think this is a really fun episode. My goal with this was basically, how many celebrities can I get in one episode? And, uh, I, I got a bunch load, which is a unit of measurement. Um, so, so rather than the usual, you know, uh, Brave and the Bold episode or, or an interview episode, where I'm gonna be, uh, checking in with you guys now and again, talking, talking a little bit, jibber jabbering, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll take magical interdimensional journeys to, uh, little, little conversations with celebrities. They might be five minutes long, they might be two minutes long, they might be 15 minutes long. They might be my dad calling right now on my cell phone. Um, they could be all of that, who knows? Oh man, it's like a mystery grab bag show. You know those um like the Japanese candy, the Disney stuff? I forget what they're called. Like the chocolate eggs with a toy in them. Wonder Kibs. I'm gonna call that these are them. Wonder Wonder Balls. You guys know what I'm talking about. Wonder Balls. Wonder Disney candy wonder. Um So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get let's get this started off. Hey, 
Also, a forewarning, some of the audio might be a little bit wonky, folks, because um, I don't know how to use an audio recorder. And so uh, some of the stuff that was recorded at Wizard World Anaheim might be a tad offensive to your ears, but just listen to it anyway. It's it's this show sucked for like the first forty episodes. We recorded in like a fucking shoebox. So if you if you if you dealt with that, it's worth it. It's worth it, guys. And you want to talk about worth it? You know who I always want to talk to in my life? A Ghostbuster. You know who I talk to? A Ghostbuster. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Wizard World Anaheim, Mr. Ernie Hudson. All right, I'm here at Wizard World. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, no words can sum up the man. I'm joined by. My favorite Ghostbuster, your favorite Ghostbuster, Mr. Ernie Hudson. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, man. Hey, it's good to see you. Thank you. You having a good time here at the con so far? I'm having a great time. It's always good to come in, hang out, and meet the fans, and uh, yeah, it's good. Absolutely. And I saw you were you were rocking the Winston uh, uh, jumpsuit a lot of the time this weekend, and my heart stopped when I walked by the first time. It took me right back to my youth. Yeah, you know, I come here and I see a lot of the uh, Ghostbuster fans. There's the Ghostbuster chapters where guys have their suits, and and when they show up. I can't but show up myself. Absolutely. So. You're only missing the proton pack like they got, right? Um, besides Ghostbusters, I was a tremendous fan of your work on Oz, Sarah's Ward, and Glenn for many years. Uh, any, any, what was it like working on that show? It's so different from the other stuff you've done. Yeah, Oz was great. I love the uh, the actors, and I love the uh, the writing on the show. So it was good to be a part of You do a lot of things, but Oz is one I'm really proud of. Great. And I guess the big question everyone wants to know is, uh, will we see more of Winston Zetamorphs or Ghostbusters 3? Uh, there's been a lot of talk. What are your feelings on it? I mean, I'd love to see it happen. The fans want it to happen. But what the studio does, I have no idea. You know, I thought I knew, but I'm realizing I don't have a clue. So. But, but you, you'd like to return to the, uh, to the, to the team, as it were? Oh, yeah. No, I, I love the franchise. I love being a part of it. And um, if I'm not in it, it won't be because I don't want to be in it. Absolutely, and, I, and it won't be because the fans don't want it either, because I can't imagine a Ghostbusters movie without you in it, sir. Thank you thank you very much, Mr. Hudson. Oh, thanks, man. Great talking to you. Winston Zeddemore, that's who I was talking to. Uh, pretty fucking dope, no? So yeah, that's that's Ernie Hudson again. Sorry about the audio. Uh, there's only about two or three of those that are that are like that, but I hope, I hope the gist of it rang through, and the gist is that I got to talk to a Ghostbuster, so that's a highlight of my life uh some other highlights of my life happened uh over there at wizard world anaheim which i had a very cool time out check out all the wizard world cons when they come to your area for fun like i had i got to talk to a uh another icon of mine this one uh again audio quality not that great but we'll get through it guys come on the good quality ones are they're like right around the corner the next one will be a great quality one i promise you we'll switch it up It'll be fun. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this one's a little bit different. It's a, it's a, uh, just turn off your minds, relax, and float downstream with, uh, Charles Fleischer, aka Roger Rabbit. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined here by a man you know from such films as, oh, I don't know, Zodiac, Back to the Future 2, Dick Tracy, but more importantly, he's the voice of my favorite fictional character of all time. I have the esteemed honor of welcoming to Back to Border Mr. Charles Fleischer. How are you, sir? Thank you very much. That's a crazy recorder. My brother, you got stereo MP3 hooked up to the DD9, the Elemental PLSOT, all right. We're all we're all futuristic here, man. Where it's uh, we we reverse uh, engineer this stuff from UFOs we find in the desert. So it's super high tech. How are you enjoying the con here, sir? You over uh, at Anaheim? Uh, it's very nice. Now, uh, you mentioned UFOs and aliens. You know what a GRB is? I don't. What's a GRB? Gamma ray burst. It's the largest release of energy in the universe. Like the solar flares sort of thing? or Gamma ray bursts uh, are way more powerful than the solar. It's more powerful than anything. 
Uh, they only last for a couple seconds, a couple minutes. They take place outside of our galaxy, and they really don't know what they are. I've been studying them, and I have developed the mathematical proof that they are not random, as the scientists that study them say they are. Now, so people who, do, people who only know you from your acting work, you uh, developed a mathematical theorem called Moleads, didn't you? And it all has to do with uh, the number 37, right? 37 and its relationship to 27. 37 is a prime number. Any prime number has a reciprocal number. The reciprocal for 37 is 27, which is interesting because 27 is 3 to the third power. And the repeating decimal sequence that occurs when you divide a number by 37 is based on groups of 3, which makes it significantly different than other prime number reciprocals. And I'm, I'm very obsessive compulsive and my number is 3, so I feel a, a great warmth to this theory that everything breaks down into integers of 3. The universe makes sense for me. Well, uh, the thing is, you know, you got your duality, right? But duality conceals the trinity. Most Western people don't seal that or see it even. You know, you have day and you have night, but then you have day and night. So that's three. Three, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. The trinity. Wow. See, I, I think, uh, and, and people can hear more. Uh, you, you, you do, you're a stand-up comedian, you're a voice actor, you're an actor, but you do uh, a web show on Ustream every week where you talk about this sort of thing, right? Where people can tune in. Where can they find that? Ustream.tv slash FU for Fleischer's Universe. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting show. We talk about everything from uh, crazy patents in the United States government to some of my inventions and discoveries to um, crazy stuff that occurs to me. And what, and what uh, night and time does that? Uh... It's every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, streaming live. Tuesday night, we'll check you out live. Sir, I would I would uh, get murdered if I didn't ask. Could you drop a little Roger for us? I mean, uh, like, oh, the show is called Bagged and Boarded. Is there any way Roger might give a shout out to Bagged and Boarded? Bagged and Boarded, yeah. Banged and Boarded? Bagged and Boarded, like a comic book. Bagged and Boarded. Cheapest, I don't think so. But that's not what I want. That's not what I ordered. I asked for a hag and got bagged and boarded. Not to bag it twice or order it once. Motherfucker put me into the dinglehead dunce. Hello, Kototo. Please. All right, gang. You don't have to understand what he was saying for it to be awesome. And that was awesome. Uh, Roger Rabbit, folks. I got a little bagged and boarded rap going on. He did the, uh, the please. Please. I'm tired and I don't want to attempt it. Because I, I I take pride in my impressions, folks, and I don't want to just throw them out there, like like yesterday's baby. Um, so that was Charles Fleischer. He had some things going on. Check out his UStream show to uh to delve more into that that complex mind of his. Um, you know who else I spoke to, folks? It's summer, and and with summer comes some huge blockbuster films. This is a good quality one too. I wasn't lying. I don't fuck with you. I might throw another bad quality one in later, but this one will be awesome, awesome audio quality. It's summer, folks. There are big blockbusters out, and I got the chance uh, at Golden Apple Comics, actually, uh, the sponsor of this fine little program, GoldenAppleComics.com and Golden Apple Comics on Melrose if you're in the Hollywood area. I got the chance on a Wednesday to sit down with uh, one of the key figures of one of the biggest blockbusters of this summer's movie season, you know her from being the ridiculously gorgeous girl from Kyle XY and now the ridiculously gorgeous and badass girl from Thor. Ladies and gentlemen, the goddess of war herself, Sif, Jamie Alexander. All right, folks, and we are here at Golden Apple Comics, as always, on a beautiful sunny Wednesday here in California, and we have the esteemed privilege and honor of being joined by the goddess of war herself, 
Miss Jamie Alexander, how are you today? I'm pretty damn good. How are you? Pretty good. So how's it been going? You've been here uh, signing posters for Thor all morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been awesome. It, it's so great. The movie hasn't even come out yet in the States, and we and we already have so much support. It's. Uh, I it's mean, yeah, it has already made like $3 billion in London and Europe combined. It's yeah, isn't it like $40 trillion? I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's the exact number, but it sounds right. Oh, it's five times bigger than Avatar already, <laughs> based on midnight screenings. Um, you, People know you from your work on a bunch of stuff you uh you've covered the uh sci-fi realm on your work on kyle xy's jesse yeah. you've been in uh some horror films like uh rest stop and hollow ground you've done uh some thrillers this is your first foray into the superhero genre really are you a comic book fan for uh before the flick or i was growing up i read uh, a lot of comic books like x-men mostly because i watched the animated series yeah absolutely that's how i got into like you know jubilee and stuff and now um you're the only one who got into jubilee yeah, don't no, worry but about that's it that's such horse shit man she was awesome and i think it was because the whole wolverine thing and so then now i started liking x23 quite a bit so i've that's my new thing, but I'm supposed to read some. Like, and you, and you look a bit like Laura too. If, um, if I can, I, uh, I might. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but um, somebody just told me about uh, Rising Stars. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. I, I got to check it out because I wasn't sure um, about it. But they were telling me the premise, and it sounds pretty pretty rad. You know, it's like uh, there's a select group of kids with superpowers, and if some of them get killed, then the other one's powers get heightened. So oh, that's yeah, awesome! It so sounds, it's almost yeah. like battle royale meets. Uh, kind of, it's weird. I don't know. I've, I've got to, yeah, I've got to check it out. So um, that that will be my my new. Endeavor. Had you read Thor um, beforehand before getting involved? I don't know. I I knew the story kind of, but I had to revisit the comics before I started on the film because I was like, I, I kind of know it, but I didn't know a whole ton about Sif. But when I got the audition, I went back and read some, and I was like, oh heck yeah! I can you do this. you get kind of double duty because not only do you have to go read back <laughs> six years of comics, you've right. got like three thousand years of Norse mythology. I know, to, I know. To, uh, check up on, right? She was, she was a, a pretty strong, uh, badass chunk. A pretty badass lady, Vikings, yeah. <laughs> How was that throwing down with Vikings uh, in the Marvel universe on screen? Oh, it was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah, I, I love you know the whole weapons side of her, the the confidence. The she's stoic and she's uh, she definitely protects her kingdom and. And uh, she's a loyal lady, so. And she's the leader of her little gang of guys oh, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. Lady Sif and the uh, and the Warriors or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. No, those guys were great. We all trained together, Chris and Tom and the Warriors three and myself uh, prior to shooting, and we became like a, a big family. You know. Do you do you th- do you feel confident like walking down the street now that you can throw <laughs> down with anyone? You're like, come on, I'm a Nor- I'm from Asgard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally do. I have like a sword, you know, that I can, you know, I carry in my purse, and it turns into that double bladed staff, and I'm like, really, bring it, see what happens. You're like, I just keep weaponry on me yeah, now. That's yeah. how that's how I roll. Um, when Kenneth Branagh first got announced that he was directing the film, a lot of people were like, Hamlet, Thor. Okay, it doesn't quite make sense. But after I saw the film last night, I got the chance, and oh, it's cool. it's fucking awesome. Thank it's you. it's really 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 fun. I said it's one of my favorite superhero films going. What was it like working with him on this sort of thing? Was it a lot of like skulls and soliloquies and stuff <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? Yes. Um. And no. Um. No, it was it was great because uh, when I first met him, I actually met him through a Skype conversation because he was in Sweden, and he literally said, "I know you must be nervous. Just hang in there." He's like, "I know how you feel," and that was the best thing about him was he was an actor before he was a director, so he has everything across the board. Uh, he's so confident, and he and he has a good plan, but yet uh, he gave us such creative freedom, and it was I mean he was definitely the right choice. I think he was the it factor for this movie. Absolutely, because I think people know he he can work with actors because of the stuff he does, but his visual sensibility and his action uh, shooting sense. I mean, it really, really is a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Um, the other cool thing with this character and this kind of universe is it lives on. Is there? Do you think there's a chance we'll get to see uh, Lady Sif in the in the future? Maybe. I, I there's always hint hint. I know you. Can, I know that's like the one question I'm not allowed to ask. No, you can absolutely ask it. Look, if if they called me and said, "Look, we're gonna do more installments," I'd say I will be the first one there. You know what I mean? Like I had such a good time filming this one, and uh, I think there's it has great potential for a sequel. And if that happens, uh, like I said, I will I will be there. First day we go to camera, maybe even before, waiting outside. You're just like, I'll be hanging out for years. Just holding up a poster will work for Thor. Seriously, I've I've kept lifting weights. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, (laughs) Very cool. Besides Thor, do you have anything else coming out uh, people uh, want to tell people about? Um, Well, I did two independent films. One's a post-Civil War drama with Jim Caviezel and Chiwetel Ejiofor. And then I also did another indie movie that's kind of shot in the same style as Midnight Cowboy with Peter Facinelli. You were like range- Man, yes. that's that should be your nickname. Yeah. I know, I know. Range, just call me Range. Just call you Range. J Range Alexander. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's one of those things where I wanted to branch out and show that I, uh, while I still can play superheroes, I can also play other characters. I just might be a little bit taller than your average lady. <laughs> Very cool. And can we find you online or anything on Twitter or anything like that? Well, my number is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I am on Twitter. Uh, it's at Jamie Alexander. At Jamie Alexander, Pretty beautiful. Easy. Pretty easy, ladies and gentlemen. The Goddess Award, Jamie Alexander. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Little uh, little follow up to that story. After that, uh, I was like, "Hey, can we take a picture?" Because you're very very good looking. But I didn't say that part. And I would have taken a picture if she wasn't very very good looking. She's in Thor. But regardless, I wanted I wanted a little keepsake. So I was like, "Hey, let's take a picture." And she was like, "How much you weigh?" And I was like, "Oh, buck forty five. She goes, "Get over here." If you check on Twitter, folks, she lifted me up in mid air like she from a deadlift. Like this this chick. Is, is, is the goddess of war. So, uh, not only did I get to chat with Jamie Alexander, who was a pleasure, I got to be, uh, lifted by her, which was a little bit of a turn on, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so there was that. Hey guys, you want, you're like, I'm loving this clip thing. I'm loving it. I want some more. Give me some more. Uh oh. Really? You want some more? What do I got for you? Oh, I don't know. How about, guys, are you Star Trek fans? I know you are. Don't lie. Are you Chekhov fans? Fucking don't lie again. I know you are. I'm not talking about Anton Yelchin, though he's fine and stuff. Guys, I got the chance to sit down on free comic book day at Golden Apple with Ensign Pavel Chekhov himself, Mr. Walter Koenig. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here at a uh, a rock in Golden Apple Comics on free comic book day. There's a jump castle. Uh, there's a, a DJ playing really loud techno music, which is something you always associate with comic books. But even cooler than that, there's a, a, a hero of the geek world joined with me right now. And, and in a surprising way, I don't know that I didn't know about this until Free Comic Book Day. So I, I think this is something I definitely want to help get out there. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him probably best as Ensign Pavel Chekhov. Please welcome Mr. Walter Koenig. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Thank, thank you for being here. So you're here on Free Comic Book Day. Um, now, people know you, of course, from your work on Star Trek and Babylon 5 and, and many things over the years, but uh, what they might not know is you have a comic book now. <laughs> well, now and before. What, what was the, le- the previous comic? School me, I'm sorry. It's, it's quite all right. It was back in the 90s, and you probably weren't even alive. I was, I was a young pup. <laughs> Um, my beard and bald head betray my age. I'm a, I'm 26, but I I like to think I'm wise beyond my years. What was what was your previous comic? It was work? called Raver, and I did uh, three issues, and um, it was a it was a superhero, but a very different kind of superhero. And uh, the, the the folks that have um, um, enlisted my 
um, cooperation in in the book that I'm doing now have also um, asked me to do a, a fourth issue of the first book. Um, oh, great. So you're going to follow up the series you started in the 90s. I Actually, I finished it. I, I finished writing it. Uh, they're going to do it. They're going to bundle it and make it into a graphic novel. Oh, fantastic. And the, and the folks that are doing that, like we should say, are Blue Water Comics. Blue and, Water Comics. And your, and your new comic book, sir, is, is a book called Things to Come. Right. And I just had the pleasure of... Uh, there's a free comic book day edition yes. out of stores right now. And uh, when... when the gentleman here from Blue Water first said, "Oh, it's a uh, a, a kind of time-spanning vampire epic." I was like, "I don't even need to read a panel; I'm sold." But then I luckily did read a few, read many panels. I read the whole thing. It's you set up co- such a mythology in such few pages that it's a really, really exciting entry into into a new comic book. Right. Ba- basically, you kind of weave the vampire mythos through, like I'm going to say, 500 to a that. You know what I? Yeah, something like that. Um, what, were you always a fan of, of vampires? Is this something you wanted to, to, is, is this a story you've had in you for a while that you wanted to get out or? I remember when I was seven years old and I've met my first vampire. <laughs> and ever since then I've been inspired to write. And I was just looking for the right occasion. And this turn, no, that's not the case at all. <laughs> um, I was going to say, that's an entirely, I might have to have you back if you met a vampire. <laughs> that's a, Entirely different conversation. No, what actually what happened was, I had decided I've written lots of screenplays. I have, uh, you know, drawers full of screenplays. I've actually had one produced uh, that I that I wrote and that I performed in. Um, and which film was that? In case it was people... called Inalienable, and uh, we had a really terrific cast and everybody did quite well. We we could have used another hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Story in my life, uh, <laughs> yeah. but aside from that, it was it was a it was a successful experience. Um, so I decided I was going to write a, a, a story that I knew would have, you know, co- commercial commercial viability, um, and a vampire story seemed to be the, the kind of thing that would work best. And of course, my th- thought was at from from the start, what do I do that makes it different, makes it you know a little bit unique. Um, and and I decided that the, the way I deal best with with with, with drama is um, to get introspective with the characters, to you know try to l- learn how they think and why and what they want. And, and no better way to set that up over such a long time span, right? With yeah, yeah, it's 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 about it's about. The story begins in the, the last humans alive uh, in a cave. But it goes from there to the next 200 years in which vampires take over. They become the dominant species they on Earth. They become the only, yeah. the only uh, sentient species. Um, but they don't know why they're here. They don't know what, what their purpose is. And, it's, and, and for some, it's tormenting. And for some, you know, they feel... Um, you know that that, that 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 there's there, there is no purpose, or or that they they need salvation. They need to find a way to get back in God's grace. Uh, you so you have vampires praying to God. That, I mean, you talk you talk about uh, not going to your traditional fair. I think that's as as cool a departure as I've heard in a long time. You know, and especially nowadays when all vampires are 16 years old. Have really light, pale skin, and go to prom and stuff. <laughs> this, this is this is a uh, this is pathos. This is this is breaking it uh, down down to its to, to the vampire legend of yeah, these people are 
uh, and now they're, I mean, yeah, that's, that sounds fantastic. And, and it sounds like there's a lot to work with. Um, is there a plan to keep this series continuing for a while or is there a, a first story in mind? And then I have, I have four stories. Um, you know, I, what I, what I did was I, I took my, my outline, my screenplay, for the screenplay yeah. and I divided it into four stories. And the most remarkable thing is, is that each story has a climax. You know, when I, when I was writing it, I wasn't writing it that way. Unintentionally, you, you built four separate, yeah. Yeah, so, so it, it, you know, it, it becomes a cliffhanger. And I think that's what we're, you know, we're trying to uh, uh, achieve so that people will come back and buy the second, third, and fourth book. No, absolutely. And, and, and it's a beautiful book, too. The art is by... Oh, uh, the art is wonderful. J.C. Baez. I mean, it really, really is cool. And it's and if you go to uh, your comic book store on Free Comic Book Day, you'll get a quick tease. When does the um, book start in stores? When can we in find September. the first issue? In it's, September. But I'm, I'm, I've got to ex- explain that the, the gentleman you met, just mentioned did the cover. But he did not do the book. He did not do the book. No. It, it, Who the, did the, the artwork for his the... His name is Juan Carlos Baez. Okay, yeah. I thought, okay. Juan Carlos Baez. It, and, and, and it's beautiful, and the colorist, too. And the colorist is uh, John Lyons. And they're both marvelous. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting along so well with them. In addition to which, I'm getting along so far very well with my editor. Oh, that, which who, is always a good thing, yeah, right? Who's very, who's very insightful and uh, has really good things to say. And uh, makes me feel quite secure that, that, that I know that I'm in that I'm in good hands. That's fantastic. Has working in and this his his, na- his name is Scott Davis. Please, absolutely, Mr. Scott Davis over here. Has working in this medium inspired you to maybe uh, think of another project you'd like to do as a comic book or? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. This is this is it. Uh, I'll see how it goes. Uh, if it, you know, a, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, how how much incentive I have. Really, you know, is um, a, a consequence of how the book is received. Well, I, I definitely think once the word gets out there, the people will definitely be receptive of, of checking out the book. You know I what I mean? So. Absolutely. I hope so. Um, I'd be I'd be amiss to not ask uh, your feelings on the new on the new Star Trek film. So your your uh, your role was um, done by the young gentleman Anton Yelchin. Uh, you, got, I'm sure you got a chance to see the film. Are, are you a, are you a fan of the new franchise? Or, uh, I am. Looking forward to, to further installments, possibly a chance of getting up involved if there's a uh, possibility? Well, I'm, I'm not really sure that's that's a likelihood, but I'm, I am looking forward to seeing uh, the next next film. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, I think it's different. You know, I think the times reflects the kind of film you make and the, the style, you know, and the tempo and, and everything else, and I think this picture had great, had great action and, and great um, fun, you know, very visually effective, um, a, a really terrific film. I think I still think that we have one or two things that that we, we that we did in our best films, not absolutely in our best films. I mean, that, that are very touching and very very you know. Personal, and you have one of my favorite moments in my all-time favorite. Uh, Wrath of Khan, of course, is my favorite Star Trek film, and, and and you've got such a pivotal role in that with with the, the ear. I mean, it's it's a uh, <laughs> it's a ride. And uh, the other thing I'll always remember from the TOS was was everyone always talks about uh, Kirk as the ladies' man, but but Chekhov had his fair share of uh of, a of, of, a of ladies lady suitors on that show. Yeah, so you did okay. Yeah. Um, very cool. So, so everyone, Walter Koenig, uh, things to come out in stores in September. Is there anywhere they could find you online? Uh, you have a website or on, on Twitter I, or anything I, like I that? I definitely have a website. It's called WalterKoenigSite.com. Easy enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a good site. It has a lot of information on it. 
Great. And that's where fans can, can check up on you yeah. and stuff like that, upcoming yep. projects. Sir, thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. Everybody, go check out Things to Come when it comes in stores in September from Blue Water Comics, Mr. Walter Koenig. Thank you. How cool was that, right? Like, I got to talk to a TOSer, and he happened to be a really nice guy. Like, I feel like he would have talked for uh, for a while. On, and his comic book is genuinely cool, guys. You check it out when it comes into stores. Uh, who doesn't like vampires? And it's like really mythos heavy. You know what I mean? Like one page in, you're like, oh, there's fucking backstory for this for this little guy. It ain't it ain't sparkly Twilighters. Which hey, I don't. I mean, no, I don't like sparkly. I'm. You know what? I've never seen a Twilight film, so I can't judge. But I'm just gonna assume that they're fucking awful. That they're like my teenage pregnant mom with vampires or something. That's how I assume it is. So go check out a real cool vampire book by uh, Walter Koenig when it drops in stores. This, this, this celebrity thing is going pretty fun, right? I'm, I'm liking it. It's fast paced. It's like, oh, who's next? I don't know. It's a surprise and it's an adventure. And you're like, well, how could he possibly top someone from Star Trek, the original series? I can't. So here's me and Brendo bullshitting at a Comic Con booth. Enjoy. All right, folks. And we are here at Wizard World Anaheim and yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> I was about to introduce the motherfucker who I'm joined by, but he he took it upon himself to Brendo say hello ev- to everyone. This is fun. I'm having a good time. Is this like y- your prom, dude? I guess. I mean, Comic Con San Diego proper is, is like, like your prom. The, but this is this is fun. I mean, it's chill. Um, Are you having to a good talk time? to people? You're here. For, you have a popsicles booth. Don't popsicles you, and Brax. And Brax? Yes. I didn't see no fucking. Well, I don't Brax have the Brax stuff yet. Phil has it. Uh oh. He's coming tomorrow. So that means if you're here tonight, folks, you only get popsicles action. You only tomorrow, get popsicles. Get your fucking you're Brax out free on. Blow pops. He is giving out free blow pops. <laughs> Say that a little more muffled, and people might actually come to your booth. Free blow pops. Brendo's giving out free blow pops. Free blow Blow her. Imagine if you made a blowjob booth. What do you think? Like, dude, we're, we're, it's not hypothetical. We're at a Comic Con right now. We're sitting at a booth. What if I just if put you had a, a blowjob booth here? If I had a sign that said blowjobs. But the, here's the twist you give them to me. Oh. Haha. See? You think I would do well? You think I'm I'd... sure you could get one from like a Wookiee. How quick do you think? I, it... I already saw a furry, so you know, it's a Comic Con. I, s- I took a picture with a guy in a scarecrow mask. I uh, I interviewed R2-D2. Awesome. Here's what he had to say. There's a lot of roller girls here. There are a lot of random roller girls. Uh, who else is here? I mean, it's it's um. there's a lot of random I'm, cats I'm here. I'm considering cool. paying $25 to get a Polaroid photo with Ian's earring. Are you really? I'm really considering it. I think, man, you know what? You only go around this planet once. It's Ian's well, earring. He's why Steve, not, Steve Sanders. Why not do the things you enjoy? Yeah. Fucking Ernie Hudson's in I, with the Winston Bedmore jacket. I picture with Ernie Hudson, but he wasn't wearing the, he was wearing a shirt that said Winston on it. Like, I literally, I, Matt Cruz is, is hanging out with me this weekend. Dude, I, I sprinted to come tell him, and then I sprinted back to look. Yeah. More. It's pretty like, sick. I, I, Do you think it's the actual one from the movie? No. I don't. So he what he at some point he made himself yeah, one. Yeah, I would fucking do the same thing if I was fucking. Winston I would do that. I mean, they, you, that. You can you can pretty much live the rest of your life. I would make my them. car the ecto cool. I would like the ecto cooler uh, ecto one, dude. I would do everything as if I was really Winston. Do you think? Like I would tell people to stop adr- addressing me as Ernie. <laughs> like I would make my wife like call me fucking Zeddy more. Do you whatever. think Ernie Hudson has a secret cache of ecto cooler? Should like we go I see maybe that what we, should, him we should interview him a about ton. I should be like, where's the ecto cooler, Ernie? Are Give you, it to me. Are you podcasting here this weekend? Um, we were going to, and then I don't know what we were going to talk about. And Derek's not here, 
So, when Eric's you, out of town. You and Phil do some podcasts. We might do Magic something. Man. We might get Gates out here with his equipment. Oh, and we know how the audience fucking loves Gates. They do. For those of you who don't remember, uh, Gates was the gentleman who was on Bagged and Boarded something, something, something. No, that was Sean Gates. That was the younger Gates. You didn't clarify. We have the elder Gates. Okay, this one's not as bad, apparently. But all I know is he's the least liked person in Bagged and Boarded history. Was your buddy well, Sean Gates? I think we kind of squashed him a little. I mean, he got. We, for those of you who don't remember, like we, I interviewed someone from the audience once, and we were like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" He's like, "Nothing, just getting pussy and being cool." And everyone was like, "Fuck <laughs> that guy!" I think he was a little nervous, and so I think he reacted in that manner, and and then we kind of bounced off of that. You know what else I love about? Uh, you know, see, I whispered for a second. You know what I love about this setup right now, Brendo? Yeah, I'm wearing my Beats by Dr. Yes. Dre, and they block out. Oh, fucking noise. So, I can't know. People keep looking and talking and, you know, everyone's mo- nice. moseying around. How's it going, man? I uh, think you need to have, like, this will be the perfect place to do my Brendo Man on the Street segment and interview various people at I mean, the con. Are you, are, you, do you, are you trying to tell me you want back in on Bagged and Boarded No, I'm now? just saying this, like, I, this would be perfect. <laughs> All of a sudden we're on the road and he's like, I don't want to, I want to be on the show again. I don't know. I'm kidding, man. Dude, yeah, go fucking I just think it'd cell be phone funny. it up if you want. Uh, I mean, you're kind of stepping on Destiny's uh, territory a little bit, man. Well, you, but I she's here. For you popsicles. Guys could, you could go interview Destiny. Yes. Go, go interview Destiny, man. Okay. Uh, the voice recorder on my the phone kind of sucks. Oh, uh, technical mumbo jumbo. No one cares. Make it miracle it so up. So what are, what are your big plans for this weekend? Like, what are your goals? My goals are the following. Blank. That way I can insert whoever I wanted to talk to. And if okay. I didn't, I wouldn't tease people. Yeah. Uh, like in The Simpsons when they're like, oh, I really love the Denver Broncos. Like, I can't, wait to, I can't wait to talk to Ernie Hudson. Or the Avalon Twins. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Here's the problem. I'm doing that in real time. I'm going to have to go over that double yeah. with another fucked up big voice. There man. are some Simpsons animators here. I saw their table. Um, There's a bunch of people here. Rikishi, Fatu. Rikishi, Gangrel's here. Uh, um, Ted DiBiase. Snitsky, Virgil. Who the fuck is Snitsky? Snitsky was a later. You wouldn't know him, but he's what a big doing? fucking dude. What are they doing dude. right in here? Um, Who you guys got pictures with? Who's in there? Oh, Adam cool. West is in there. Whoa. Adam West is in there. Adam West. Well, you know what? Um, what was I going to say? He's a friend of a friend. Um, the cat is here. <laughs> Who's the you cat? You remember Miss Kitty? The one who married Lawler? Yeah, and then got divorced and then and, divorced and got him. got topless on She's television. She's here. Tori Wilson is here. I saw Tori Wilson. Um, um, oh, Matt just had orgasm in his pants. Uh, let's see. Mike McMillan. There's a couple past bag Friend of the show, Mac- Mike here. McMillan. Mike McMillan. Uh, 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 I'm Charlie from Flowers from Algernine. Uh, 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 wonderful gal, Chase Masterson. Chase Masterson. Here. I couldn't think I of the name. I didn't have the pleasure of meeting her. I couldn't think of the name. Uh, I missed out on that one. I'm wearing an MC Chris shirt, and about 15 people have asked me if I'm MC Chris, if you, I know him, or <laughs> if he's here. Really? Well, you, you, you could be MC Chris. I totally could be. I think I'm taller than Chris. Just say just the MC, Matt Cohen. Like I'm, I'm, MC Chris. I'm not as talented your as last name, Chris, you're, you're, you're M- Matt Cohen. I'm Chris. definitely not a, as talented as, as MC Chris, lowercase no dots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your big plans for the weekend, man? Um, my big plans are... Ian um, Zeering? What? Ian, you're going to do Ian Zeering, right? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, try to seduce him. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. You're get gonna, a hotel room. Why are you saying that with, like, a coy smile? That should be your fucking move. He ain't with that Nikki anymore move. or whatever. He wasn't here with anybody. That's what I'm um, saying. He's, he's rolling solo right so now, we'll dude. We'll talk to Zering. We'll chat it up. Um, playing, um, if anybody wants to, well, I guess nobody's going to listen to this until after the fact. <laughs> People won't hear this I'm going to tweet months. and try. I want somebody to come tomorrow because Phil and I are going to have our Nintendo DSs. We might put on an impromptu Brendo Man All-Stars concert. Oh, shit. I'm recording that um, for Bagged and Boarded. We, uh... We're going to do a little, maybe some DS For those who don't know, Brendo was in a band called the Brendo Man All-Stars, and the only instruments they played were their DSs. Yes. Well, I have. there's a thing from Korg called the Korg DS-10, and it's like having a whole sequencer and everything in your Nintendo DS. There was also a game called Electroplankton, and it was the same thing, kind of. And then we used that, and then... How much, how much DS pussy did you get? Oh, tons. Cause it, that was back before, right? Well, you uh, know, it was like an animal, like I'd have Animal Crossing and I'd be like, hey, I got, I got cherries. Now, now it'll Coming be, to now, my town. now it'll be DS baby. dick. You got that DS dick. I can get, yeah, DS dick. You're like, yo. <laughs> Come get some of my cherries. Have you ever played Fire Emblem <laughs> in the nude? <laughs> I don't even know what Fire Emblem Fire is. Fire Emblem's awesome. It's an you RPG, like right? Fire it's a square Emblem. RPG, right? It's like uh it's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics. Matt Cruz is bored over here because we're doing a fucking episode of Bagged and Boarded for him. He, it's a one man audience. Hey, dude, you are you. I mean, I would like to say that that's like the least people that ever attended a show at. Ba- dude, there were like thirty. Oh, you were there. Yeah, there were a lot of there people. Were like thirty there people for, for episode one hundred. Something like that. Thirty five thousand. It was monumental. Monumental. Thirty five million. There were the most people ever. There was there was standing room only in the streets. Yeah. It was crazy. Cool. Who would I like to talk to? Honestly, um, my main goals of this, of the people here, uh, Ernie Hudson, I'm a huge fan of, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Adam West, who's like five feet away from us right now, I think. Who? Adam West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam kidding. West. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Matt, I can't do it. Angus Oblong is here. Do you know who that I is? I don't like that guy. You didn't like the Oblongs? Oh, I like the show, but go to his booth. He wears a red nose like a clown. Yeah, well, also, he is very forceful in his selling technique. Oh, is he? He will shove books into your hands. Oh, right on. And nice shirt, buddy. It's Ghostbusters shirt. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, man? Yeah, right? It's very awesome. It's like your coming out party. It's your coolest day of the year, man. It's your fucking royal wedding <laughs> right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're just recording shit. Yeah, yeah. We're totally, man. Check it out. We'll be, we're doing a show tomorrow night at 7 if you're Tomorrow be at 7. Yeah. Ooh. What room am I in tomorrow night? I, I have upstairs. no idea. Tomorrow night at 7, upstairs. Right on. Um. What's up? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, Bayside. <laughs> beat, 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 beat. Um, what else was I going to say? So we're talking about Adam West. What are your goals? Okay, my goals. Uh, Ernie Hudson I would love to talk to. I would love to talk to... Um, who else is here, man? Steven Tobolowski. Steven Tobolowski from Groundhog's Day and Heroes. I don't know how to say his last name, but you do. Tobolowski. No, with the Rocco's Modern Life guy and from Reno 911. Why do you keep saying Rocco is modern? He's life? the voice of Rocco. Carlos Alizraki is yes. the voice of Rocco. Yes. yes. Get the fuck out of the Anaheim Convention Center. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Are you being serious? Yes. I'm completely serious. Is that why you called him Rocco before? Yes. Like the guy from the state 
Carlos, uh, he's the voice of Rocco. Like Junior from fucking Reno 911. No, or. Yes. Or, with the mu- Yes. Kusha. The guy that is here. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's dope, man. I'm going to go talk to him. What? I'm going to go talk to him then. I, I forget that I'm not projected in the Smodcastle speakers. So it's I hard keep, to hear you. I keep going a little low. You understand, I'm wearing beats, so like the outside world ceases to exist. Dr. Dre didn't create headphones. Didn't, didn't, he created an alternate <laughs> dimension where only my voice... you have some noise-canceling headphones that were too good? No. And they I, gave you a I bought the Bose first. And the thing, do you know about those? The, the beats aren't noise-canceling. Oh, okay. They're noise-boosting. They're the loudest fucking headphones in the world. Yeah. I bought the Bose noise-canceling, and at first I turned them on and there was no noise, and then within three seconds, I threw up. I swear, I, I shit you not. <laughs> I put the headphones on, I turned them on, I was like, oh shit, I can't hear anything. <clears throat> I threw up all over my couch. Oh my god. <laughs> because you, I found out later, I went online and looked. The way they cancel the noise out is you're with an inner ear frequency that makes yeah, you they nauseous. Project- they actually so send some people a sound. That. Some people, I gave me vertigo. Yeah. Like I instantly fucking got sick. That's crazy. Now I know what to do if I like need to like torture you. Try to slip a pair of Bose noise canceling two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollar headphones on my head. Tape them to your head. That's like an expensive way to get to get at me, man. If you taped them to your head so you couldn't take them off, yeah, that would be kind of awesome. Oh, it would be dreamy, Brendo. Yeah. Um. Right now, man, we'll, we'll fucking hear from you a little bit more. Are you going to be here tomorrow yeah. night, sir? We're here all weekend. Maybe maybe we'll see a little Brendo at the live bag and boarded here from Wizard World. It's exciting. That's so, so damn exciting. Goodbye. Who doesn't love Brendo? Well, besides all the kids who tortured him while he was growing up. But fuck them, because he's got a podcast now, which is awesome. Check out Popsicles with uh, Derek. So that was a little that was a little break from this from the celebrity interview thing. I was like, hey, let's let's switch it up on them without them even knowing. Guys, this is like an M. Night Shyamalan film. Uh, You know what I mean? Bryce Dallas Howard's going to get up here at some point. I probably shouldn't promise that because she's a celebrity. And I'm doing a celebrity interview show, so it, it, you might think that I interviewed her, which I didn't, but I could pretend I did, maybe. Um, so that was that. Brendo, Wizard World Anaheim, very, very fun. You know, we also spoke to at Wizard World Anaheim, one of, uh, you know, someone who I really have always enjoyed on television and movies and stuff like that, but I, I honestly did not know how uh, important in my life this man's work was until I walked by his booth and I saw a photo of a little wallaby named Rocco. Folks... Mr. Carlos Al's Rocky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back here at Wizard World Anaheim, and we have the distinct pleasure of joining you live with a gentleman you all know and love, Mr. Carlos Al's Rocky. How are you, sir? Thank you, Matt. I'm going to lean on your table. I'm only 150 pounds, so it shouldn't break. Go for it. We're like the same weight. I feel like we could, we'd be good in a scrapping match. Yeah, we are UFC flyweights, actually. Really? We would be fighting against Aldo or the guy from Canada tonight. UFC 130 is tonight, and uh, my wife is... Rec- I bought it. For my wife and friends to watch while I'm working. I'll be in Ventura Harbor Comedy Club tonight. Oh, really? You're doing Cali- I'm making the drive from Anaheim to Ventura. That's some dedication, Oh, man. Fire our energy, baby. <laughs> so you've been, you've been stand-up lately, or is that... Yeah, I started in stand-up. I've been doing a lot more. Uh, I'll be at the downtown... Uh, I'll be going to plug, I'll plug Dude, right now before it. I plug yeah, at the yeah, end. Absolutely. Downtown Comedy Club, May 6 and 7. I think that's Friday and Saturday. Downtown Comedy Club in L.A., downtown L.A. May 4th at Flappers with a bunch of talented animation people. Eric Bowser, Matt Danner... Greg Franklin, a bunch of really cool people that draw pictures and do voices. Oh, very But cool. they also do stand-up. Um, 
And yeah, this is my first uh, kind of con thing where I'm signing pictures and is stuff. It, yeah, I was, I was, I, cool. I was, I was happy to see you uh, listed, sir. Now I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm a giant Reno 911 fan. Yeah. But uh, Rocco is uh, one of yeah. The, I literally a week ago I bought a Spunky cell on eBay. That's how much I spunky! Rocco s- still means. Spunky, you're not supposed to be sold on eBay. It's against conglomerate rules. <laughs> Now, yeah, you know what? How I, did that come about, man? Because I was doing stand-up comedy in San Francisco, and Joe Murray, uh, it was a San Jose Mercury columnist, and uh, he had a little cartoon project called Rocco's Modern Life. I auditioned with a tape in my kitchen, and I sent it in, and a producer brought me over to a house in uh, Sutro Towers and started doing voices, and one of them was this, and they like, that sounds good. Let's send it off to MTV slash Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, and they liked it. And I mean, then the rest so, was it's, history. It's so authentic. I would have always, my entire life, I assumed it was an Australian guy. Yeah, you know, you know and and uh, the weird thing is now life has come full circle because I'm playing an Australian explorer, uh, a speck of dust for for a Swiffer commercial. <laughs> and when I auditioned, there was these real Australian guys in the lobby, and I leaned outside, you know, and I said, "Hey guys, I apologize for the accent you're about to hear in here because you can hear it through the door." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, no worries, mate. You know, it's all good." I'm like, no, these guys are gonna get it, and I, I you know, now I'm playing a real Australian again. Maybe that's maybe that's your move, man. You're you're maybe Aust- I should you're typecast I, it as Australian if you don't. I was in out. Sydney. I was in Sydney for seven days for Happy Feet Two, and uh, we were it was beautiful because we got to hang out with Elijah Wood again and Robin Williams. We all Very went out cool. and did stand up comedy at night. Me and Jeff Garcia. What's up, dog? <laughs> and Johnny Sanchez. And a lot of your Reno and Nine One One fans might not know, but you do a lot of voice work, right? Yeah, I started oh, with Rocco. I did Cat Dog, did Camp Laszlo. Mr. Weed on the Family Guy. Peter, you're, you're fired. Like all my favorite shows, man. Yeah, Cat- Mr. Crocker on <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents. Um, uh, I did a lot of, yeah, under, especially the Rocco stuff. That was the voiceover and comedy came first before Reno. But, uh, you know, proud of them all. It's always kind of neat when I do a comedy show. I do all these characters and people are like, oh, we just thought you were going to do Garcia. I mean, how's that, how, how boring is oh, so that going to be? You integrate all the, vo- when you, yeah. when you, if someone goes to see you live, they could theoretically see Rocco. In, yeah, in you know, it. I might throw a Rocco or two in there. Or, or a cat dog kind of hey, situation. Hey, cat dog, you prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think, dude, I think you just sold everyone. So where can people find you online to see uh, what Carlos dates you got coming which I, I update from time to time. And also on Facebook, Carlos Alas Rocky on Facebook. And then my manager tweets for me. So if you tweet me, it comes to my email and then, uh, she tweets what I'm doing. So it'll get tweeted back by it'll proxy, tweet. but it'll, it'll get there eventually, yes. right? Yes. Very cool. Thank you very much for joining hey, us, thanks, man. Very thanks cool. We'll all check you out. Carlos Alzraki. Good eye. Good eye. Pretty awesome, right, guys? Carlos Alzraki. Rocco, Catdog, Laszlo. Very cool guy. Uh, sorry we didn't get the plugs out in time, but I told him it might not happen. He was like, let's, let's throw caution to the wind and do it anyway. Uh, and I hope to speak to him, um, again, you know, me on the show possibly in the future. Cause that, that, that's someone I feel like I could talk to for a long time about some really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, very cool. You know who else is very cool? Someone you guys know and love. He's been on the show two times before. Let's make it a three-peat. Rev Newland himself, Lucid, its own. Mike McMillan. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still here at Wizard World of Anaheim, and we are about to uh, witness a rare bagged and boarded feat, one of the only three-peat appearances in the show's history. You know him, you love him. Please welcome back Mr. Michael McMillan. What's up, dude? I am uh, desperate for your attention, clearly. I'm way too easy. I'm back on back and boarding. You've been fighting for the co-host spot like mad, but I'm like, dude, you're an actor on television. You might not want to quit the day job. Uh, how's it been going at the con, dude? Uh, it's good. It's Sunday. Today's a little slow, i got to be honest. Um, but I've been hanging out in Artist Alley, which is uh, a childhood dream come true, uh, signing uh, Lucid and True Blood books here. You went with Artist in my childhood. It was just alleys in general. 
<laughs> yeah, I, uh, my, you know, my mother always told me not to go down them, but uh, here I am. And, uh, and you're here, you're here signing Lucid and, uh, and True Blood comics, right, sir? That's right. Uh, gotta love uh, True Blood. We got a lot of um, uh, fans coming out and picking up the first issue of that. And uh, um, True Blood's or uh, Lucid's doing really well. The hardcover comes out in a couple weeks. So you said, and you did. Uh, There's an intro, or you said an added. Uh, was it added stuff to it? A sigil guide? Yeah. yeah I did, uh, well, Alan Ball wrote the introduction to it, which is really cool. And uh, and for those who have read the book and know about the sigils, which I would hope every listener of Bag and Board has at this point. You know what I mean? By now, we gave, we gave you fair enough fucking opportunity. By now, this is like you've had the chance to pick up the book, and if you haven't, you know, stop listening to this podcast. Um, but uh, there's a sigil guide in the back, uh, and there's going to be uh, there's a Anna Vychik did a really cool uh, sketch. We put a bunch of her early sketches and designs in there, and you're awesome Polish artist. Yes, exactly. And Nicholas Scott, uh, who draws Teen Titans, beautiful woman and beautiful artist, uh, she did a sketch for us. And uh, there's a uh, cover gallery with a guide to the hidden symbols on the cover. So it's, uh, if you've picked up the series, you can uh, pick up the book and there's a lot more bang for your buck. So. That is, sir. And uh, when can we look for that in stores? Uh, I believe mid-May, a couple weeks. It might be towards the end of May, but uh, on... Uh, Go to your comic shop if you can get it. Get it there first. The Amazon, uh, it's available on Amazon as well. And the uh, the order date, I believe, is May 16th. Um, I have a copy of the hardcover, so I know it's been printed. It does exist. We're not we're not fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, RK is just waiting to get the uh, the books in, and they'll they'll ship out hopefully by the end of May. Right on, sir. So that's the Lucid hardcover, and on the True Blood front, uh, you and Mark and Draco, how many issues do you have left in this current run? Uh, issue three just came out, and there's three more left, and uh, the issues are all in the can, so we're done. And uh, I'm we're, I'm really happy with where the series ended up. I I think that uh, we actually got better and better with each issue. And um, I just want to call out some of the Bill babes who uh, on Twitter said that uh, I needed to discover what an interesting uh, character Bill was because I was Team Eric. I just want to let them know they're going to have their Bill moments in this. And I appreciate their support. But uh, I love... Stick in there. Yeah, hang in there, Bill babes. Bill's babes. And uh, you'll be... I think you'll be happy. Uh, They're they're one of my favorite moments in... uh, Issue six is is a bill heavy moment, so I, I got your back. I love you guys too. You'll get your Compton fix, and uh, is there? And like we said earlier, there might be a chance for more stories in the future. Yeah, I hope so. The original uh, writing team of the first series is going to do uh, the third volume, and uh, you know maybe Mark and I will be back for four. We'll see. Trade off back and forth. Very cool, sir. Mike McMillan's always a pleasure, sir, and hope to see you back on Bagged and Boarded soon. If you ever want to go, just come and chat, man. About. Clearly, you know where to find me. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you'll be right next to the microphone. Thank you, sir. Like I said, they can't all be winners. Not quality-wise, but but audio quality-wise. Because Mike McMillan is is a funny, funny, funny dude. And if you haven't checked out Lucid or his True Blood comic, I recommend you do so immediately. Guys, I like to rap. And I recorded a little rap while I was hanging out at my Comic-Con booth. Here you go. This is a Comic-Con rap. I'm sitting at my table at Comic-Con. I'm looking at comics and other stuff. And there's D-list celebrities and B-list celebrities and C-list celebrities. And Brando's here. Brando's in a corner with a popsicles table. He's giving out lollipops. 
Oh, Adam West is over here too, I think. And then there goes a guy in a yellow shirt. I don't know where Matt Cruz went. I don't know who all these people are. But I will talk into a microphone so no one can hear me. And I look like a crazy person. But the thing is, I I maintain the power because I do a running commentary. So all these fuckers, they see a random dude talking to himself into a microphone. Little do they know, talking to all you guys, we're having a little private conversation they're not aware of. So fuck them, right? Bagged and boarded audience that potentially might listen to this show. Um, let me think. There's a little kid dressed as Batman. Not really a great job, though. If I was his father, I would have I would have made him work on it a little bit harder. Um. Let's see what else is going on. Uh, someone's taking fucking pictures over here, man. I don't know who it is, though. It's so, it, it, it'd be somebody. I think it's the Avalon Twins. Man. If that wasn't an insight into pure madness, I don't know what was, folks. And that's what I like to do for you. I give you, give you little, little trips into the human psyche. Uh, so that was fun. Hey! It, it, all the, all this ain't me, guys. You know, this show has become a collaborative effort. It's it's all about the brave and the bold now. And as such, we've got a brave and the bold appearance from you all know her and love her. And uh, I told her she had to do one this week or I'd kick her off the show. Please welcome Destiny as she sits down with the star of Birdemic, Whitney Moore. Hello, Bagged and Borderers. Destiny here with the fabulous, friendly, funny... Perky and pokey Miss Whitney Moore. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, hey there. Oh, hey. Fancy seeing you in the backseat of my car. <laughs> yeah, funny sitting in the backseat of your car here. And some of you out there may know her from cult horror classic Birdemic Shock and Terror or from her weekly column in Wizard World magazine on games and comics and whatever the fuck else you feel like talking about, right? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I get to write about whatever I want. It's... What was your last article about? Um, well, the last last article they did was uh, the pricing guide that they usually do, but I believe this next one will be my mixtape. Um, oh yeah, that you can what, what can we look forward to seeing on your mixtape? Um, well, I wanted to do, um, let's see, I wanted to do like the quintessential nerdy music, and that can be pretty much anything, so I had to narrow it down. So it's gonna be a lot of, um, covers, like, like covers of, um, of video game theme music and, um, notable composers that have released, um, soundtracks for for video games that have actually done well and performed concerts that have been released on vinyl and really stuff that I can nerd out to and have thought <laughs> it's interesting but hopefully that other people can too. Cool, I'm excited for that. What no more mixtape? Oh yeah, buddy. And um so we've been to a couple comic cons together. Yeah, we have. So yeah, buddy. Let's uh let's reminisce on a, a couple of our of some Comic-Con experiences. Um how about you tell me an experience you've had as a fan, and now going with Wizard interviewing people. Uh, well, it's definitely two different sides of the same coin, because um, I used to go and dress up. I would cosplay as Catwoman, the Jim Lee version, which my costume is intense. It's pretty awesome. Um, What's it made out of? It's made out of PVC vinyl. Which is um, piping material. PV- <laughs> uh, no, it's PVC latex. It's, oh. it's, um, so condom material. <laughs> yeah, basically I smell like a balloon. Um, or a condom. What's the stuff that's made out of the pipes? I want to put lube on you. P- no, PCP Catwoman. is a drug. Meow. 
what's uh <laughs> bad kitty um also been known to do um do a little bit of build a little bit of uh, uh abby chase a little bit of danger girl up in there um oh, wow. yeah she's hot so <laughs> that's not a thing but but working she's got a big gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um Working the convention is different, though, because, you know, we're confined to the booth and we don't really get to roam the floor like we do. Um, I also don't get to dress up, which is sad. Maybe they'll let me in a, in a little while. But um, <laughs> So what is, what's the coolest interview that you've gotten to do at Wizard World? Uh, the last one was fun. I got to interview John Schnepp, who was the director of Metalocalypse, and so I really geeked out for that one. And he also worked on Venture Brothers, and I had a ton of questions for him. He was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and what kind of toothpaste do you use? What kind of toothpaste do I use? Uh, um, yeah. What's your What's your fancy? Well, um, I you know what? I never really um, strayed from from the norm that that was the stuff that I grew up with because like you know you just get used to what your parents use and that was Mentadent, which is like a really it's like an old person toothpaste. Um, but it's kind <laughs> yeah, of, it's one with two different tubes. Yeah, it's like it's like you push down on it. It's got a really cool thing that's fun to use. It's like a two tube toothpaste. So, pretty sweet. That's my so, preference. I'll probably switch soon, though, when I become more independent. <laughs> All right. Well, um, when I grow up. When I grow up. <laughs> or, no, wait. It's, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> Fuck that one up. <laughs> Sorry, Peter Pan. Anyways, um, well, it was wonderful sitting here in the back seat of your car with Wisp. Miss Whitney Moore after getting assaulted by a homeless person. Not really assaulted, more complimented. Really complimented. That was the nicest um, bum lady I've ever met. She she's meet a lot of them if you walk around Hollywood for a couple minutes. Especially this time of day. Yeah, we should be careful. We should be careful. Um, Do you have your your gun from your Danger Girl costume, or maybe your whip? It's not a real. You know, I could probably if you just do, dress like Catwoman and walk around with me, I'll probably be the safest I could. I could probably be. make a lot of money. Have you seen the Catwoman that is actually there in front of the Chinese theater? She is disgraceful. If you're listening to this, fake Catwoman, I could steal your job any day and make <laughs> so much more money to you. I'm just I don't want to get into a fight because I know it's your turf, but come on. It's just, they're disgraceful. They need to take a lesson from the cosplayers at Comic-Con. <laughs> Watch out, fake Catwoman. Whitney Moore is on the prowl. <laughs> I am. All well, right. I'm not, because I don't want to take anybody's job, but, I mean, honestly, they need to, like, have you seen her? Terrible no, I have costume. not seen her. They need, but to, they you, need to. You definitely have. <laughs> I take your word for it. Every single time I drive by there. And you know what? The the Spider-Man is just like... I know. There's a couple of them. They're terrible. Terrible, terrible costumes. Terrible. Awful. All right. I so I'm going to challenge you. Hey, how about how about uh, we'll go cosplay out in front of uh, Chinese theater to see how much money we can make? Well, that's the thing. I don't want to... Oh, you don't want to? I don't want to get in a fight with them. They're probably like... I would be Carmen Sandiego. Oh, you would make a really good Carmen San Diego. Yeah, I would. I would probably be, you know what, I would do a Danger Girl, because that's my favorite costume, but uh, nobody knows who that is anymore. <laughs> Except for you guys. And we love you guys. Yeah. All right, over and out with Whitney Moore. Say bye, Whitney. Bye, I love you. Bye, we love you.
Look, guys, if you don't appreciate Destiny's comedy now, you will in 100 years. That's all I'm going to say. It's it's there. You just got to dig deep. No, thank you, Destiny. That was awesome. And if you haven't seen Birdemic, check it out. It's like clip art, eagles, dive bombing stuff. It's it's really, really, really bad. And I don't think anyone involved would uh would fault me for saying that. Uh, hey, guys. Another cool thing happened in the last couple weeks. I got the chance to, to attend Free Comic Book Day at Golden Apple, like I said before, sit down with uh, Walter Koenig and, and some other really cool folks. But uh, I got to have a sit down with, with two cats who are kind of kings of the world right now in the comic book industry. One of them especially is, is I'm going to flat out say the modern day George Romero, and he's the man who's kind of leading the zombie craze along. Uh, Folks, it, 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 if you're a comic book fan, it don't get much bigger than this. Here to talk about their new, brand new book by Image Comics, Super Dinosaur. It's Jay, it's, 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 it's Robert Kirkman and Jason Howard. Yeah, I thought so. All Is this right. thing on? Mic check, mic check, what up? One, two, one, two. We're good. All right, yo, yo. yo. We're la- ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at Golden Apple Comics. It's free comic book day. You love it, you know it. There's free stuff everywhere. There's hot dogs, which are also free. The only thing that isn't free is I don't know everything fucking free, so just have a ball. And uh, I didn't know there were free hot dogs. Dude, what? right after we do this, go check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard a tease of, of one of the gentlemen I'm joined with right now. I have the distinct privilege of being here on a free comic book day with two of the brightest stars in the comic book industry. Ladies and gentlemen, they're here to talk about their new book, Super Dinosaur. Please welcome Robert Kirkman and Jason Howard. How are you, sir? Sir Hey everybody, what's up? Howdy. How's it how's it going here today at uh, Golden Apple Comics? You enjoying the festivities? They got a bouncy castle too. I was just in there. Were you really? Yeah, I guess that's why I didn't see the free hot dogs. He caught I was that. Bouncing around he in caught the bouncy that, castle, but not the hot dogs, yeah. right? That's a good thing you bounced before you had the hot dogs. That could have been a bad mix-up. Then it would have been a vomit castle, people, right? People will make that mistake by the end of the day. It's early. Um, so you guys are here on Free Comic Book Day. Um, of course, people know you from your work, uh, and many books, Invincible, uh, Walking Dead, which has been kicking ass all over the place. The Astounding Wolfman, which the we Astounding Wolfman, which you both did. I mean, you, uh, which I was a big fan of. Uh, you guys have covered every uh, gamut, kind of, in, in terms of the, the comic book genre. You kind of switch it up a little bit, and, y- and your newest one is is just, I, I think it's it's a blast. The only way I can describe it, it's fun, dude. I would say it's an all ages comic, and I and I think that's a really good thing in terms of like, I got a nine year old cousin, I would instantly send him Super Dinosaur. Awesome. And, and Did you? I mean, I will. I'm li- I'm a stoner, <laughs> so like, give me a few months, I'll get around to it. But I'll, I like how you own that, man. I'll remember it now, man. Um, but Super Dinosaur, new book, uh, put out by Image Comics. Uh, you guys are the creative team behind it. Um, first issue just came out. Uh, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. I wouldn't know. It was. It was something re- like that. It was recent, man. Uh, what what's what's the plan with this book? So this is your newest book together. Like you said, you both did the Astounding Wolfman. Yeah, uh, the thing is, Jason and I both have young kids, so the all ages thing is right. Like, we're definitely setting out to do a book that our children can enjoy. Uh, we spent four years, seven years, I don't even remember, working on Astounding Wolfman. How many? Yeah, four. I'm like, I can't keep track. It was a while. And, and it was a fun book to do, but, uh, you know, it's people getting ripped apart, and it's intestines flying all over the totally, place. Totally, and, and I'm assuming your kids don't like zo- brain-eating zombies either. Oh, so uh, my kids don't even know about The Walking Dead, so they're, <laughs> they have no clue. You know, my son knows what a zombie is and he's seen like statues and stuff that I have. But as far as like the concept of me doing a comic book called Walking Dead, like they're or that not... you're one of like the, the main uh, uh, cultivators of the zombie culture in the country right now. <laughs> yeah, they don't even they have no clue. <laughs> they, they have no idea. But I mean, my oldest is five, so it kind of makes sense. But we kind of realized that we wanted to do a book that we could actually show our kids. And Yeah, yeah it's 
my son, a funny story, he did a pinup for Wolfman. He did a drawing when he was like five or six. And so, Robert, we ran it in the back of one of the issues. Well, the cover of the issue that we ran it in had Wolfman on the ground with a sword through his belly and blood <laughs> on the ground. It was a cool cover. But my son wanted to take the comic into school to show all his friends. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to go over with his teacher. Is there a, is there a, a puppy variant or yeah, something? Exactly. Like Wolfman baby? <laughs> So it all worked out. He got to take the comic in, and his teacher was cool with it. But there was a few moments of, uh, you know, of question. And I think with Super Dinosaur, we're not going to have that problem at all. I mean, it's something, not only is it appropriate for kids, but we're trying to make it so awesome that, you know, they don't even, you don't even stop to realize, hey, there's no, you know, inappropriate material. It's just something kids are cool, they like, and, you know, we're not trying to talk down to kids. We're just trying to make it something that... At least for me, when I was a kid, this is what I would have wanted. Totally, and it's not. When we say kid friendly, it's not kid. It's not like you have to be a kid. I mean, I'm a 26 year old man child stoner guy, and like when that dinosaur was playing Xbox and was like, "What's known as our target audience?" Yeah, exactly, dude. That panel when the dinosaur was playing video games just leaned over and said, "What's up?" Like I had to put the comic book down, look in the mirror, and reaffirm my life. Like it was so. So it it played for kids too, but it also played for the traditional comic book fan. And I mean. You got it in the title right there. It's a fucking super dinosaur. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think people know what they're going to get when they get the book. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's all out action. It's a lot of fun. It's really crazy. It's got a super dinosaur with giant mechanical arms. You're not reading, you're not surprised. You shouldn't no, be reading that going, wait a minute, this is not what I expected. But uh, at I the same this time. thought going to be like Mouse. Yeah. Right? A yeah. lot of people. Cla- classic <laughs> I usually comics. like Preacher. This doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really trying to go in and do as dense a story as I can. I'm trying to make it as nuanced as Walking Dead and Invincible with subplots and, you know, problems with the villains well, and a- big characters and like, and, and all kinds of like, it's building to a bigger story like those books. So, you I mean, could- there's, there's going to be a lot of layers to this that hopefully will keep everybody entertained. You so. could definitely tell there's a mythos already from issue one off. I mean, from, from, the, the 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 origin of the bad guy, like you said, the between you know what I mean, the the past between uh, yeah. Doctor uh, uh, it's Doctor uh, Max Maximus and Doctor uh, Dexter Dynamo, absolutely, and all the different dinosaurs and stuff. I mean, it's awesome. And the other thing about the book, and I don't know if anyone said this, but it kind of reads like an anime, more of an animated series to me than most comic books. Like that would make an amazing translation, I think, to that. Uh, medium is there any thought to that have you guys ever thought about that sort of thing well our main focus right now is is the comics is the obviously and, and no, yeah, it's much like <laughs> yeah and it's much like i did with walking dead if something comes along and it's the perfect fit then sure i mean because how many years but, did you do walking dead before yeah, the show? Like, yeah. I, I mean there was always interest from like very early on but i turned people down and i didn't want to do anything that wasn't perfect and so with super dinosaur it'll be the same thing you know we're, we're gonna do the comic and we're gonna make the comic as awesome as it can be and hopefully get a bunch of those out there and and you know if something big happens it happens That's but otherwise a, I, no and i wasn't yeah. suggesting like you skip ahead i was just it, it seems so much fun that i was like i just want this universe to be everywhere right now i want toys well, i, I, I want, really you know? i mean i really don't want people to get the impression <laughs> that you know jason and i are sitting here going yeah hey, hey, let's get this thing out so we can get some toys and then we can retire no, 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 like of this not. is definitely something that i want to do for years and years and years like this is a, a, an absolute blast for me to work on yeah 
But on the flip side, like my kids love the comics, I'm totally sure they love a toy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't going with the financial angle. I was going with like I want a fucking super dinosaur right, on my shelf. Make yeah. a toy and don't make any money, so my son can have a super dinosaur toy to play with. Me and your son, dude. Yes. Come on. Well, we'll make two. We'll make two prototypes. <laughs> All right, sweet. Uh, so I haven't shown you the toy prototypes yet. What's going on? <laughs> so it sounds like the plan for the series is is ongoing for the for the indefinite future, right? I mean, this yeah. I mean, like... it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a regular monthly series, but we may take a break every now and then for like a month or so to, to catch up just to keep it uh, you know running on time but uh, but yeah the plan is to do this for you know until until we both die that's it which is on <laughs> which I hope you don't know the date already or something you give an ominous look at him you're like uh, and we both know when that according will to be. these billboards outside it's, it's May 21st or the dudes so. on uh, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever yeah I just wonder if they when do they give up their apartment leases when do they what do they do with their pets if I don't know, man. If you're positive the world's going to end in like two weeks, like at what point are you like, fuck it, no more showers? I haven't written a thing since I saw those billboards. Right. I was like, what's the point? And I stopped showering, so we, we figured out our, <laughs> our breaking points you right now. showering before. Who are no, you trying right, to fool? All right, all right, all um, right. Is there anything else you guys have coming up uh, besides Super Dinosaur that uh, we could tell the people about? Uh, Mr. Not, not me so much. Where's my sequel to Sea Bear and Grizzly Shark, man? Come on. Yeah, I, actually, I've started working on that. Uh, really? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Ryan and I have plans to do a second one. He's been kind of busy with other stuff. I don't know, some little superhero book he does here and there with some writer who likes to write superhero books and whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're planning on it. We just uh, haven't found time to work it in. And, you know, but I started doing some layouts, started writing it, and I know he's been thinking about it. So we'll see. And other than that, for you, just Super, super Dinosaur, dinosaur right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I got uh, Walking Dead and Invincible and Super Dinosaur. I'm leaving Haunt. I've got a couple more issues to write of that, and then we'll be uh, wrapping that up. Uh, Greg Capullo is going off to do some other stuff, and so we're going to let another creative team come in there. And then uh, uh, aside from Super Dinosaur, I've also got this book called The Infinite that's uh, debuting that I'm doing with Rob Liefeld that'll be oh, coming awesome. out in August. Um, and it's just going to be a kick-ass sci-fi comic, so it should be a, a lot of fun. A busy dude. <laughs> I like to stay busy. Right, I, right I, right I don't like that. having free time, apparently. It makes you look at yourself, right? You gotta get introspective and shit. I know, I know how it goes. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, you can check out, uh, Super Dinosaur in stores now. Is there anywhere, uh, follow you folks on Twitter or the internet, stuff like that? Yeah, I'm Robert Kirkman on Twitter. You are, uh, you're the Jason Howard, right? The, cause Jason Howard's a fairly common name, so. Not to confuse, what? right? <laughs> what? Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Super Dinosaur, it's so badass, you guys should check it out. And again, it's, it's, it's family friendly, but it's certainly, uh, geek friendly, so, so give it a listen, and, uh, thanks again to Robert Kirkman and Jason Howard for taking the time to, uh, chat. Thanks again to, uh, Ryan and everybody at Golden Apple for accommodating my madness, and, uh, again to all the fine folks at Wizard World and Wizard World Anaheim for doing the like. Hey guys, well that was, that was like a night of a thousand stars minus the, the, uh, trampoline. I think there was a trampoline involved. I want to imagine that Night of a Thousand Stars was some kind of acrobatics competition. I, I've seen clips of it. Maybe there were motorcycles involved. I don't know. I'm just gonna... It's like reading a book before you see the movie. It could be whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, in my version, um, Holly Hunter plays Suzanne Summer. So, that's that's kind of weird. Um, Holly Hunter, whatever happened to her, man? Home for the holidays. What a flick. Everyone like that. I think I'm saying her name right. If not, I'm tired and I've been talking... To myself for a long time, which, as you all know, always leads to greatness. Um, that was the bagged and boarded, uh, clip show celebrity packed extravaganza. And what a extravaganza it was. I hope you all enjoyed it. I apologize for some of the audio quality 
I, uh, I say you're welcome for some of the other audio quality because it was astounding. And, uh, I want to thank everyone who, who took the time out to chat with me, uh, at both, uh, Wizard World Anaheim and Golden Apple. Um, you can find all those fine folks on the internet, I'm sure. There's too many to list. Just do Google's your friend, guys. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, how do I, it's just, whenever Adam asks me something, I'm like, Google it, you know? I'm probably the only person who ever says that. I'm like, uh, it's called Google, guys, you know? You can use that if you want. If someone asks you something really simple that you can just Google, be like, uh, it's called Google, and then call them Sherlock, or Einstein, or, Sh- yep, 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 but either of those, and, uh, and, and you'll become quite popular, because people will be like, what witty repartee? And repartee, but mostly repartee because he rips that arte at the partee. What? Uh, I need someone to talk to is what's going on right now. Maybe if I imagine this microphone has eyes and like an anthropomorphic face and it's like a Disney character, I could like, but then I would be waiting for their part of the conversation. And again, it would still be stalled out. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be fresh. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I need some other, uh, some new blood up in the mix and I'm going to get that next week, folks. Um, we're, 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 we're going, we're going on and we're moving forward and we got a really cool episode for you. Uh, two very cool people who I had the privilege of meeting through the Smodcastle. Just, they used to come hang out, uh, actually VIPs from Prima Nocta and who, um, I incidentally am big fans of their work and didn't realize that. And I've kind of become friendly with them and they're going to come chat on the show. They are a very cool couple. They are some of the most prolific voice actors working today. Uh, next week, I'm bagged and boarded. I am joined by, Yuri Lowenstein and Tara Platt, uh, you know their work from such shows as, I don't know, they're the main voices on Ben 10 and Naruto and like every video game you ever played. So we're gonna, we're gonna have a really cool chat about the world of voice acting and maybe I'll bust out my crazy broccoli man who's always late. You know that, cause we're gonna make that guy a Disney character one day, guys. That, that's my kid's college fund and by kid I mean me and by college fund I mean I'm gonna buy one piece toys with it. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and then what else is coming up on Bagna Boarded? You guys remember when my dad came on the show? That was fun, right? Guess what? You need a man and a woman to make a child. And I got the woman part too. They're not divorced or anything. My mom's just shy. Uh, my parents are coming to LA and I will be chatting with my mom, the other half of the parental unit, uh, on Bagged and Boarded. So look for incredibly embarrassing, uh, stories about me that I will be telling and my mom will be uh grimacing at because she don't want to give up the goods, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Um, we got some really cool guests coming up. We got some more Brave and the Bold shows. We got some exciting announcements. Uh, other than Bag and Border, I got some big projects in the works that I'm going to be able to tell you folks about soon that I hope you will all enjoy and support. And if not, I don't fucking need you. I mean, I do. I'm, I'm just kidding. You're everything to me. Um, I need you more than air, guys. I need you more than air. So I hope... Hope you'll come aboard with those on those uh, ventures when they launch. And um, I promise to try not to talk to myself on these as much, you know, in the future. Every once in a while, it, it's a necessary evil. You know what I mean? Like cleaning out your disposal unit under the sink. It's fucking gross. But like, I mean, now you can pay someone to do that probably. We live in, we live in a first world nation, guys. You know, come on. <laughs> That's what the dirty people are for. And by dirty people, I mean... People who clean out disposers and sinks, because that's fucking gross. I throw eggs down there. You know what eggs do when they congeal? They turn into fucking chud babies. That's what the movie Chud 2 was going to be. It was just going to be a, a, a supermarket, and all the eggs were going to turn into monsters. There's a reason it didn't get made. Daniel Stern was down, though, let me tell you. 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, before I ruin the not great thing I already had going for me, it was okay. That's, I'm not going to say great, but I'm going to say decent, okay? I have a decent thing going for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Could have a little more hair on my head, but hey, I certainly make up for it on my chin and the rest of body. So there's that. Um, is this show about comic books sometimes? I don't fucking even know, man. I like comic books. There, there's Mega Man comic now. Archie's putting it out. I read it. It's the origin of Mega Man. Read it. He's, I didn't know about the origin of Mega Man and now I do. So I feel like comic books teach you things. They bring the world together and, and, uh, I think I've about hit the cap of like my stream of consciousness run without getting redundant and or awful. So, uh, for the sake of awesomeness, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming along on this journey with me. Uh, keep your receipts because we will be reimbursing, okay? And, and remember, uh, I'll pick your ass up here next week, but, but bring some new CDs because the best of Boz Skaggs is getting old. Uh, I think that's the second time I've mentioned Boz Skaggs on this show. Alright, so be it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Matt Cohen. It's been Bag to Border. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Live. What? You know how I do. Like Lenny Kravitz, it ain't over till it's over, guys. Welcome to Pimp Corner. To find me on the internet, check out at CamelToad on Twitter. C-A-M-E-L-T-O-A-D. Like a frog, not like a lady's pushed up vagina against her sweatpants. Uh, check out Smodcastle. Check out, as always, the show is a proud member of the Smodcast Network. It can be found weekly on Smodcast.com and iTunes. And be sure to check out Smodcast Internet Radio live now on Smodcast.com. New way to wake up, ladies and gents. Uh, please check out CamelToadProductions.com for weekly blog updates, daily blog updates, hourly blog updates. Holy shit, I'm making one right now. So get over there. Uh, if you have anything to say to me, you can email this show at baggedandboarded at yahoo.com. Come on, say hi, send some, uh, hate mail, love mail, nudity mail, snail mail. Don't send me snails in the mail. That's just weird, guys. And, uh, hmm. I think that's about it. As always, this show is brought to you by Golden Apple Comics. Check out goldenapplecomics.com. Check out purpletree.com, our uh, fine clothier who's back in the mix. And uh, stay tuned for a lot of exciting me-related announcements. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. I love you. Have a good week. Take care of your kids. Eat healthy. Don't go to prison. And support wildlife. All that stuff. Goodbye. Find more funny shit like this at Smodcast.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Jen Schwalbach. And here's what's happening every day at Smodcast.com. On Sunday, it's me and Scott Mosier doing the original Smodcast. On Mondays, it's Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. On Tuesdays, it's Blowhard with Malcolm Ingram. Also on Tuesday, my personal favorite, Plus One. That's the one where you and I talk. That is. And you get naked. <laughs> on Wednesdays, it's me and Jason Muse doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. On Thursdays, it's Puck Nuts with Walt Flanagan, Ming Chen, and Ryan Johnson. And don't forget Sunday Jeff. And then on Friday, they lose Sunday Jeff, and it's just Walt Flanagan, 
Bry Johnson and Brian Quinn, and sometimes Ming Chen taking some abuse on Tell Em Steve Dave. On Saturdays, it's Red State of the Union. Highlands, a peephole history. One of the shows iTunes chose one of the best podcasts of 2010. Smarriage at Smodcastle, one of my favorites. That's where I actually become Rev Kev and marry motherfuckers. We sit down, interview them, find out about their entire lives. At the end of it, they're literally married. And all of it's free. Don't cost you a dime. Seven days a week, we bring you the free funny. Nice. You sound like a pitch person there, man. What else can you sell me? Show me a little boob. I'll buy. (sighs) (laughs) Smartcast.com. <laughs>